So most of you uh, have probably heard this uh, phrase, tis the season. Now we kind of uh, associate that with Christmas, but as I was thinking about and really praying through uh, this time of year, I think we forget that uh, October ta- is, is this season. But basically any, any month you're in is a season, don't you, don't you agree? And, and I wanted to, what he put on my heart is, is uh, that there is a lot of ahead of us. There's a lot of parties, there's a lot of things that we celebrate, and... Uh, we need to have a, that clicker needs to work. Can somebody give me a make sure the mouse is or, or something like, there we go. All right, perfect. So this verse came to mind, and we're not going to read every, all of it, but that very first opening verse out of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says, for everything, everybody say everything. everything. Because it's, it is everything that is, in, there is a season, and there's a time for every matter under the sun. And I just, I want you to think in these, in this expanded thinking of everything. And I, and I, I know sometimes we say, well, I, everything only when, when it comes to the Lord is on Sunday morning when I'm here. Or everything, and only when I'm, you know, being nice. Or everything is, it has nothing to do with dating or relationships or paying taxes. or No, it's everything has a season and a time for everything. Would you agree with that? See, we're in, uh, we're coming out of summer, and, and summer kind of lingered, uh, and then fall just kind of fell in one week. All of a sudden, the temps were a little lower, and it's finding itself, and, and then winter's just ahead, and those are some seasons, tis the season, and uh, as believers, we're in every one of those seasons, the Lord's in that. Uh, another thing that's going on is we have Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. That's pretty much the next three months, Correct. Isn't it interesting? I've never thought of this, but you start with darkness and end with light. It's kind of a crazy thought about that. But, but, it, but these seasons are uh, important for us to be, have the concept that you have been picked for a purpose. You've been chosen. You've been positioned. You've been placed in these seasons, especially as a believer. But even as a non-believer, you're going to wind up in places. How many know you're in a place right now? Yeah, you kind of go, oh yeah, yeah. So, so we're, wherever we are, th- there's a there's a reason, especially if you're a believer. I'd like today to look at the book of Esther. Esther is a great book of the Bible. It's something I would encourage you to read all the way through, and we're not going to read every verse, but I want to give you a quick outline, and we're going to focus in on this particular story and apply it to today. Xerxes calls the very first party in chapter 1, verse 11. Uh, he's having a big party. This is a king, a Persian. The Jews are in exile, so that means they're, they're not in the land in which they, they would call their homeland. And by the way, can I just say, if you're a Christian, you have, are in a foreign land. See, your, your land is in the kingdom. Your land is when you get to heaven, and this 60, 80, 100 years that you're here on earth is in preparation for the rest of your life. And, and you're set apart, correct? All those things that we think about. So imagine the parallels of this story. So he's having a big party and it's gone for about seven days and of course they've been having all kinds of beverages i'm sure but he decides he's going to show off his bride he's 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 proud that how pretty she is and so he summons her just just like the modern day man hey right that works doesn't it no it doesn't uh and i don't know how i jumped for those that's really interesting all right so he summons her and uh, uh she does she refuses that's it's the next verse over and what um, <laughs> do we have somebody leaning on when the keyboard? I was a little girl, Can we go all the way back to the beginning? Of course, yeah, I did. Okay, all what the way back. Girl doesn't. Thank you very much. A princess uh, is somebody's as high as accidentally on the, the mouse or something. To be. Anyway. Don't you love technology? A gets and it's time to end the service. That was this message. And 
generally lives a life Did you of catch it? luxury, ease, and sloth. That was a, that was a weird service, but I sure like we got it out and ahead of everybody at lunch. Well, I can assure you the real thing is much different. So here we are. We have Vashti. Uh, she I refuses to come, and, and like any I king of that time, basically here. says, well, then you're out of here. And all of a sudden, he's removed and her from kingship or queenship. No and so he says, now it's time for me to find another beauty. And so he gathers all the young maidens of the land, or he doesn't, but he has his people do it. And one of those young maidens happens to be a Jew. But they kept that quiet. She was very pretty, and they all came in, and they all escorted before the king and all the the house and basically but Esther in chapter 2 just begins to say that she was chosen. She wins this role and, and all of a sudden she becomes he to replace her. queen. He makes so her queen. He I'm giving you a very quick flyby, okay? And he's, then there's this the guy. Does anybody ever have that guy, that person that just is an irritation? Have you ever been irritated by somebody? It sounds Do not like elbow them if they right? came with you. And for many girls, but this Haman was. was this guy that really didn't but like the I Jews, and he was really liked himself and more. And he had a plan to to come against the Jews, to have them taken my out, Mordecai, who and have them destroyed. My died, the, the Jews were distraught when they began to hear of the stories that the the, there was a plan and there was a great mourning that were going to perish. Can I tell you that this world, a little parallel here, there is a person out here. I'll call him Haman. He's out after to kill, steal, and destroy the the faith that we had called. Christianity. Do you all know that that there's a it guy out there? He's running around I trying to, to scheme and, and connive, and he's trying to take us out. Well, they mourned. That's what was happening here at the Jews. And yet Mordecai heard about it and, and began to, and, and by the way, Mordecai is the but uncle the palace, of Esther. So I he goes to Esther and says, hey, you need to ask the mercy from the king. For my life. Even in this strange, and we're going to come back to that in just a minute. Situation. Eventually, that wasn't was immediate, but eventually she says, if I perish, I perish. So she finally treatment. agrees. That's my chapter maids, 4. Then you jump to chapter 7, and Esther makes her request. There's the a lot of dinners. Kind of sounds like a church me. group. You know, we always got to eat to me. meet. So anyway, but no, get together. She asked to save people. That's when she reveals that she's Jewish a Jew. Can I tell you, in the workplace, in the school place, in the places it we live, work, like and play, sometimes even on social media, we don't really want but people I to know we're Christian. Because we're uh, fearing what they might do because we really aren't because like them in options. reality. And then in the end, I can either after she obeyed, she passed on the message. And try and... Stop and eat it. Mordecai's message got into their or I can my, sit in, back in, in, and the Jews were blessed because the enemies were destroyed. I, I, I say that to just give you an, over, an overview of this chapter. But the one verse that I want you to hear is in Either Esther chapter 4, verse 14. And it says, For if you remain completely silent at this time, see, I believe there's a message for us today. If we remain completely silent at this time, even though I'm scared. See, see, I believe as believers, we're supposed to have a loud faith. Now, that doesn't mean that our mouth has to have loud words. But we need to have a loud faith where people go, oh, I know what they believe. I know what their limitations are or their boundaries are. Not I wonder. Or I would be surprised if I found out you went to church. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. See, there's a, in this particular case, they, they didn't know who was going to save the Jews, but he, he was saying, look, Esther, you may, it may be you for such a time as this. Can I tell you, at such a time as this is for us now? See, you've been positioned. Earlier I used the word picked. You've been positioned. How many of you all uh, go shopping? 
How many of you all have work? How many of you all go to school? I mean, you have been positioned, and when I say that is that all of your past, all your pains, all your pleasures, everything that you've been through, even if you're struggling now, you have been positioned for a purpose. And it's a kingdom purpose. And I want us to go with that. Here is a story about Esther. When I was a little girl, I used to dream of being a princess. Of course I did. What little girl doesn't? A princess is as high as it gets, the most honorable thing to be. A princess gets whatever she wants, has loads of servants to order around, and generally lives a life of luxury, ease, and sloth. It sounds delicious, doesn't it? Well, I can assure you the real thing is much different. I may have dreamed of being a princess, but I never thought that I would end up a queen. I had never even been near a member of any royal family, and quite honestly, I had no desire to, at least not where I lived. You see, my people, the Jews, we live in exile. We live in a land that isn't ours, and we're forced to pay homage to a king that we didn't put on the throne. Not exactly an ideal situation. But then things got interesting. King Xerxes banished his wife, and then decided he needed to replace her. So he sent his advisors out into the kingdom to bring all the young hopefuls, beautiful young women in other words, to the palace where he would then choose his new queen. It sounds like a dream come true, right? And for many girls it probably was. But I am a Jew, and being a Jew around here is dangerous, especially near the palace. My cousin Mordecai, who adopted me when my parents died, said that I had to keep my heritage a secret. The last thing I wanted to do was put myself in danger. Well, you can probably guess what happened next, right? I was chosen to go to the palace. And I had no choice but to obey. But you know what? It wasn't until I had to completely rely on God for my safety that I realized how safe He truly is. I've always had faith. It's part of my heritage. But living at the palace, I realized how deeply God cared for me and that he had a plan for my life, even in this strange and dangerous situation. I was given the favor of all the staff, was given special treatment, my own maids, even my own living quarters. And out of all the young women there, the king chose me. Me, a nobody, a frightened, simple Jewish girl to be his queen. It sounds like a fairy tale, it really does. But I've discovered why God put me here. And I'm terrified. Because now I have two options. I can either put my life in danger and try and stop an edict that's about to be passed. Or I can sit back and keep myself safe and witness the mass genocide of all the Jews living in exile. Either way, chances seem pretty slim. But I know that's why God chose me, a simple Jewish girl, to be in a position so near the king. And even though I'm scared, petrified, to approach the king. I know that no matter what happens, God will be with me. 
and he will give me the strength I need to do what I need to do. He's been with me this far. How can I doubt him now? Imagine yourself in the modern day world where you're, you've grown up looking and aspiring to be a businesswoman, businessman, fireman, policeman, whatever the status may be, but what you want to be is successful. And you've been growing in that way, in such a way, and, and you finally arrive at that position. And somewhere along the way, you found Jesus and you've worked him into your life. And, but now all of a sudden, there's awareness. There's an awareness that you're, you've been positioned, you've been placed, you've been established somewhere in God. It says, but I've got a purpose for you. I've got a purpose that's mine that includes you so that I can work through you. And all of a sudden, you're at a crossroads. You're at a crossroads of, of do I approach the man, you know, the authority, the whoever that might be? Am I willing to risk relationships or friendships to take the right stand? See, our culture... The present culture is not going to convince you to be more Christ-like. It's going to try to convince you to be more dark-like or in the darkness or worldly. How many know that we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers? Well, we do. When Mordecai rebuked Esther, and rebuking means in love to restore you, to put you back together. Rebuking is not about condemnation or chastisement or anything like that. It's been used many times this, for such a time as this is to speak to people who have prestige or power or favor. It's talking about what can happen in someone negatively but really positively and through a person. And so for such a time as this. Esther was being challenged, though. You know, she was being challenged for living large. Now, that's kind of a modern term. She was being challenged to say, are you going to leave it alone and not cause any waves because you finally got to where you're getting what, you know, easy street or getting what you want? Or you, and he said, no, 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 no. Are you going to embrace royalty over service? Are you going to be more self-indulgent and self-preservating, preserving? Is that going to be your mindset? I understand preserving or protecting our family i mean we work we serve we want to make sure there's a roof over our heads we want to make sure our our spouse and ch children are taken care of it might extend past that a little bit but what is god telling you to do in the midst of that because he'll never have you destroy or hurt your family but are we listening to what the world has prescribed or are we listening to what he has prescribed for your family mordecai was reminding esther that she had been chosen and i'd like you to do this I, I i know this is interactive and sometimes people say this bugs you but let me just say this i'd like you to tell a person sitting next to you and look right at him say you've been chosen you've been chosen and he was reminding her you've been chosen to set aside your own interests and let go of your own ambitions that's what he was saying and face the enemy full on Folks, we can do that if we'll allow ourselves to get fixated on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Remember we said the power of Jesus' name. She was to risk her life. She had to make that choice, her, her legacy. You know, it, it was about my, well, wait a minute, what if my status in the organization was challenged? What, what if all of a sudden, you see what I mean? Do, do we face those kind of things? Absolutely. And many times we may face it from human eyes with not being able to decide uh, what's going to be the outcome. All we can balance out is it might be uh, negative. But can I tell you, if God is, 
in you and God is with you and God calls you to something, then there's no worry that he is going to fulfill the outcome. I've had people tell me that they finally left that job after so many years because of just the atmosphere was so caustic, yet the money was good. And when they finally stepped away, it was so hard because of the whole preservation thing. And they stepped aside. God had a bigger job for them and a better job and more kingdom impact. position for a purpose see for such a time as this for esther was to uh, uh, was this challenge to accept it but it's the same for you and i when we look at esther and look at us today there she was a foreigner guess what we're foreigners you know we're not she was chosen uh for for god's plan you're chosen for god's plan she was positioned uh, strategically your life is positioned strategically she had favor she had favor with many in in the courtship in, in the courtyards and all the staff guess what you have favor that favor doesn't mean you get everything you want favor means that god will open things and close things for your best protection and your best well-being she was blessed how many in here came from a house this morning some of you how many of you had a shower in the last seven days how many enjoyed clean water you're blessed Plus, we have a choice. Every, she had a choice, and so do we. Is it going to be more about self or more about kingdom? But here's the other thing that's absolutely the parallel. She had to trust God before a great thing could happen, before the enemy could be defeated. And can I tell you, that's what he's telling us today. Trust God. Do it his way. Follow his way, and the, def- the enemy will be defeated. Now, I know not everybody goes home and eats figs. I'm going to assume that I put that down because that's probably the reference to her. You all may be eating fig newtons. I don't know. But anyway, but, but you know what? We weren't, what, put on this earth, saved by the cross and all that happened there for us to just do selfies and self-identities and do my social media and make sure that I have enough likes and, you know, all the play. No. He's given you a job, position, resources, education he's opened up an opportunity and he'll continue but can i tell you this and you've probably never known this is kind of like a computer term you've been optimized <laughs> i thought that was i don't know what that means your hard drive got re, re i don't indexed i don't know you've been optimized for kingdom purposes he is taking every little bit of your life good and bad you can say well i'm still struggling with this i'm still addicted to that i'm still you know what he can use it if you'll give it to him amen see you can get encouragement i've said this before i was so encouraged he can even speak through a donkey which gives me encouragement as a preacher i've said that before but I've been optimized for kingdom purposes. <laughs> now you're going to leave here and say, did you know we've been listening to a jack all morning? But he's placed you and there is a battle and he's the victor as long as we let him empower us and believers are in the midst of a seismic conflict see i i know that many times we're going through life and we're doing what culture's doing and we're doing what we grew up doing and everything seems to be okay as long as it's lukewarm at least it's not cold and we're just into this flow of things and can i tell you that you're in a war and i guarantee you most people wake up on monday morning and they're just wondering if they're going to be able to cope 
until we get back to Sunday again for a fill-up or midweek. But you need to pray every morning, Lord, this is your day. Lord, help me not miss your moments. You, you may be a sanitation worker. You may be a, a, a police officer. Don't let me miss your moments, Lord, where you want to do something because I showed up and brought you with me. Don't let me miss it. Don't let me miss it. But we sure get caught up. We would never say my kingdom, but how much time and energy and effort do we do to, use to, to acquiring and maintaining our kingdom our toys our pleasures it's a great tragedy when the church has so much power to bring transforming grace to this earth and yet i too find myself preoccupied at times position for a purpose there was an entire nation that was grateful for how esther responded in fact, in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, it says, If my people who are called by my name will what? Will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, what? I'll bring healing to the land. I'll bring healing to the families. I'll bring healing to your, the future. And, and it, the kingdom will go forward. This is no different, but it's a parallel. It, see, lives can be spared. So here we are. It's... Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. And the message here is be the light. I, I know somebody thought, well, you're just going to go off on Halloween and, you know, all the, and the behind the scene and jack o' lantern. Hey, just do a Google and read up on it. That, that's enough. But I just want you to be the light. We don't need to focus on the darkness. Be aware, I will say this, be aware that this is the high holy month and real soon the high holy day that Satanists worship like our Easter. And if that's true, if you believe there's light and dark, just be aware so that you're ready. You're going to get agitated. They're going to be somebody trying to mess up your testimony. They're going to try to get under your skin. You're going to try to take up an offense. That's just kind of part of the... Has anybody noticed October is just a little, little, little fresh, more frustrating than normal? Maybe it's, you know, not frustrating, but just dealing with stuff. Be the light choose uh, okay darkness may be trying to press in i'm going to choose the light Boom. when the light comes the darkness must flee you get a you start hearing voices or whatever and you bring you just say in the name of jesus be gone because every knee will bow in the, the name of jesus the power of jesus so let me just touch base on this light thing because you know people get that confused isn't, isn't jesus the light of god yeah but listen listen you are the light of the world a city set on a hill that cannot be hid nor do people put a lamp what under a bushel oh no i'm gonna let it, that's a vbs song i'm gonna let it shine what what do you do is you put it on a stand can i tell you who you are you're the stand for the light of the lord in you and if you'll stand in places and if you let him shine, even without words, God will do something. It says in that same way, let your light shine before others. Why? For their sake, for the kingdom's sake. Here's another verse. For at one time you were darkness. Does anybody know, remember how dark you were before Jesus? Yeah. Well, no, I was a pretty moral person, and I just kind of was at his camp thing, and it looked fun. And so I just, No, we were dark. We were without the light of the Lord until we said yes to him. But here's what it says when that happened. But now... I don't know if you need to tell anybody, but now you, you are light. But now you're light, and you're light, and you're light. What? In the Lord. 
the Lord's light that's in you. You become the light. So it says what? Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. Beloved, it says in 3 John, don't imitate darkness. What? Imitate good. And I'm not going at it. I'm going to let you all decide some of that. But can I tell you, a lot of people think that October is the crazy battleground. I've seen more battles at Thanksgiving dinner tables around family. So this isn't just an October thing. But I can tell you as the body of Christ, what God wants to do is you to have a great finish of 2019. It begins in this season. Tis the season to be the light. Tis the season to be aware. Tis the season. Why would you even turn on the light? Uh, You know, I know we got automatic stuff and you can talk to the Amazon lady and Siri and everybody turn things on. But you got to know it's dark. And, And then you usually cue it up, right? Unless you got on autopilot. But no, it's darkness. It's coming in. Be the light. Turn the light up inside of yourself. Don't imitate gray or evil. Imitate good. And so as we begin to obey, as we begin to be the light like Esther did and choose to follow God and not just comfort, the culture will be shifted. We'll be choosing the light instead of the, 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 the darkness or the mediocrity or the culture. And God will prevail. So be the light. Let's all stand, and we'll close in prayer. And I've got a prayer that I've, we've kind of done a little before, and it's a, it's a written prayer. This prayer is not powerful, but it is hopefully confirming if you're a believer. We're all going to say it out loud because I want you to say it like, like it's coming from some place of meaning, not just words up on a, on a slide. But I know that there may be some in this room that they've never really said this type of prayer ever in their life. Can I tell you, if you've not accepted Jesus as your Savior, if you've not made Him Lord of your life, you, you have no light. You're an empty candlestick waiting for the light to be established in you. But God died for you so that you may have the light. So I want us to read this either as a, a, a kind of a rededicating of our spirit, or if this is your first time, make sure after the service come and see me. And at the close of this, I'll send this out and dismiss us. Let's read out loud together. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you love me just as I am. I know I've not followed you or your ways, which is sin. Thank you for coming to earth, living, and for dying for me. I believe you were also raised from the dead and sent the Holy Spirit for me. Today, I dedicate my life to you. Help me to think and become more like-like you. (laughs) Help me to love others like you've loved me. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's how I'd like to dismiss this. In light of we're in the sports season, and many of you have stood to your feet and worshipped the striped field, I thought it would be appropriate as we leave today because you're God's amazing team. And you have the right jersey on. Some would tell me what color that is, but that's okay. But can I tell you this? All right, team, we're about to take the field. The enemy's out there, and it's not about defense, even though that's a good play, but the best thing is the offense. We're going to take the light out to into the world. The world is needing it, it is dying, and you're going to go out with strength and power. Does everybody have the, their part of the game? Are you ready to take the field? We're going to be there. All right, here we go. You're dismissed. God bless you all.